Hello, my friends, Tina Anderson, Life in the Groove, Get Fit, Stay Healthy, mainly TinaAndersonOC.com. I just redid my blog, and I keep changing things, but I've, I think I'm there, finally. I'm, I'm just all over the place, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm figuring myself out at age almost 52. It's time, right? I am focusing on all my fitness stuff still, but really with levity and fun, which is what I'm about. Giving you a little escape from your life and reminding you that with some laughter and looking at ourselves from a different perspective, things can be clear and not feel so difficult at times. And I know that we all face big challenges in our lives. Trust me, I'm not negating that. But uh, lightheartedness is a good thing, and I'm going to focus on that in addition to all the stuff that I've already been doing. Having said that, I want to include some Life in the Groove segments for you today, but I also want to kick it off with a question. Are you doing okay with any New Year's resolutions? Are you still motivated? Did you make any? You don't really have to, quote, make a New Year's resolution. You can just decide to do goal setting. One thing I want to talk about, though, is... If indeed your, quote, goals or New Year's resolutions involved getting fitter or losing weight or dropping body fat, I want to make sure you're not doing it the wrong way or wasting your time. Let's talk about a couple time wasters. You want a flat tummy? I've already discussed this many times, but I'm going to say it again because it comes up over and over and over. It still comes up. What the heck? Crunches are not the way to flat abs. Honestly. You get those in the kitchen mainly, okay? And if you're doing crunches, you're using your neck and your shoulders, and you're probably building a strong neck muscle, which most of us don't really need unless we're football players. You know what? You've got to burn body fat. You've got to have good genetics, and you've got to be very, very consistent. If leaning out and including a flat stomach is is on your list or are on your list, does that be plural, then you've got to get this together. I've got blogs on this. I've got other uh, podcasts. and I'm, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I'm telling you right now, stop doing a zillion crunches and be more, and be smarter about how you get to that flatter stomach. It's made in the kitchen. It's made with good genetics. It's made with low body fat. It's made if you need corrective exercises, such as uh, if you have diastasis or a hernia, you're not ever going to have a flat stomach unless you get that fixed. If you are trying to lose weight and you see everybody running and so you decided that you should run, you know what? If you hate running, you're not going to get anywhere with it. You'll, there's a good chance you could get injured. And if you hate what you're doing, you won't stick with it. If you're a woman and you're built like Betty Boop, running is probably genetically not great for you. If you have boobs and hips and all that, I mean, look at female runners from the back. They, a lot of them, and forgive me, don't get mad, but a lot of you elite runners from the back, I mean, you kind of, you know, could be a guy, some of you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Listen, you have really lean muscular legs. You have a tiny butt. Um, you don't have super wide hips. Listen, you're built to run. Beautiful. Love it. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying that for those of you that are not built that way, you could be going against your genetics. Maybe not. I've seen a lot of shapes and sizes, but I am just giving you an out and a reason to find something else to do to get to your goal. Don't run because you've heard it's the best way to lose weight. It's not necessarily the best way for you. It could be, maybe not. More gym time is not necessarily better 
You got to schedule in rest and recovery days, especially after really tough sessions. You don't want to overtrain or injure yourself. And if you're doing, let's say you did 30 minutes on the treadmill, didn't get results. So then you bumped it to 40 and then 50. And now you're on there an hour. Plus, then you run over to the bicycle and do 20 extra minutes. And then you go in the gym and lift weights for 20 more minutes. Listen, it's not working. That's not the way to do it. You don't want to be adding more time to compensate for bad eating or improper, uh, an improper schedule or routine or regimen. You've got to be smart and efficient. You can do 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes an hour four times a week. Yes, you can and still lose body fat. So don't keep adding time to your workout schedule if you're not getting results. You're not doing it quite right probably. Now, if you're obviously, for some of you that would still work, but you know what I'm saying in general. Sleep, my friends. Are you getting sleep? Because if you're still at five hours, six hours, there's a good chance that you are preventing your body from shedding the body fat or getting the increases in muscle size or strength or endurance that you really should be getting. You have to sleep. That's it. You have to sleep. And especially, finally, if you're not lifting weights, what the heck? They don't bulk you up if you're a girl. They have incredible benefits. If there's one thing I would never skip, it's weight training or resistance work. Never, 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 never skip. Unless, of course, you're injured. You absolutely have to have weight training. And I'm not going to go into all the reasons. Look it up. It's just it's endless for what it does for de-aging your body and strengthening, um, supporting your joints and strengthening uh, for your bones. I mean, it go, we go on and on. And finally, let's talk about willpower. If in the morning you get up, you drive to work and you're late, and but you still follow the speed limit or you only go 10 over, that is exerting willpower not to go 90 miles an hour to get there. Let's say you want three cups of coffee. You decide you know you should only have two, exerting willpower. You have a freaking nightmare employee. Let's say you have three, associates, whatever, driving you crazy. You, you bite your lip. You want to say what you really want to say, and you know what I'm saying, but you don't. You're polite. Willpower. Then let's say at lunchtime you go to the mall to eat, and you do really well. You have a salad. You pass by some window shopping opportunities, and you look at some dresses or clothes you'd love to get. You know you can't because it's not in your budget or it's just not practical. Willpower. Then you get back in your car. You go home, and you feel really tired, but you know you need to get a workout in. So you go to the gym, and you get your workout in. You exert, again, willpower to do the right thing, right? Then by the end of the night, let's say, though, you haven't eaten quite right, and now you're getting hungry again, and guess what? Your willpower has been depleted. So how do you then stop yourself from having that bag of chips or all of a sudden just jumping into the pantry and losing control after you did so good with so many things all day long? You've depleted your willpower. It is like a muscle. They have done testing. They have figured it out. You only have so much. You cannot rely on willpower, my friends. Okay, so I know there's a couple of you that can have one M&M, like my dad, drives me crazy. I'm not talking to you. And don't make fun of any of the rest of us that can't or chastise us or, or you know, stick your nose up in the air <laughs> for those of you that can do that. The majority of us, we cannot do that. And physiologically, we can't do that. 
I'm telling you, you guys, you've got to set yourself up. If you're struggling, you've got to be proactive. You've got to figure out what your triggers are. Put yourself in situations where you're not exerting willpower all day long. And if you know you will be going to a big party that night with tons of food that you want to eat and the whole day you have to exert willpower, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be tired of exerting that willpower and making the right choices. It just is that way. Be aware of that. Be aware of your triggers. Work around it. Be proactive. Does that make sense? Because I think that we get caught up in why can't I just say no? Well, you probably do say no. Three or four or five times that day you might have said no without even thinking about it. You do the right thing when you kind of just don't want to, but you do. All of that starts to add up. Think about it. And if you're in a stressful situation where you really have to bite your tongue and say the right thing and turn the cheek and be nice and be polite, oh, man, if you work in customer service and you work, work with a lot of, you know, idiotas and you can't figure out why you just want to go eat food, maybe it's because you're just tired of having to hold yourself back. And then all of a sudden, you, the food is a reward and it makes you feel good. It's something you want, damn it, you want it right then. So think about those things as you finish off January and look to 2014. I would love to know how things are going for you. And you can talk to me at tinaandersonoc.com. And I've got some incredible posts up there. I've redone my blog. I really want you to see it. I really, really do. And contact me. Doing giveaways as well for posting on the blog. Comments, I should say. So uh, there you have it. All right. And now we're going to move on to some segments from Life in the Groove. And we're starting with Coach Chris, who I interviewed a while back. He wrote a book, Going the Distance. He's going to talk about his three pillars, which might surprise you, three pillars that he believes are essential to lifelong fitness. So here's a couple excerpts from my conversation with Coach Chris. And then we go to Rachel Cosgrove, who wrote Drop Two Sizes. And she's fantastic. I have used her books, her husband's books, she talks about her plan as well, and we'll take a couple excerpts from Life in the Groove. As Get Fit, Stay Healthy continues. Coach Chris wrote Going the Distance, the three essential elements of optimal lifelong fitness and injury prevention and as his friend I've already given him some advice that he needs less clothes more skin for the next book which he's writing and he will have another one after that as well we've been teasing about your pillars and we also talked to Christina briefly and want to address her question about transitioning into running so let's just kind of put that all in one answer your pillars and how someone might transition from swimming to running or any other type of training that really taxes the body. Sure. And I, I really think Christina's question is a good one. And at the center of it are two basic things, Tina. When we think about the three pillars I focused on, flexibility, stability, and recovery, what we're talking about is fortifying the physical raw materials of the body, right? Running, swimming, paddleboarding, hiking, they're, they are as good as they are for the body. There's a wear and tear factor. So what these three pillars, pillars aim to do is to fortify the physical conditioning, not just fitness level, but flexibility, the body's ability to move and be mobile so that proper, proper biomechanics will take place. Stability, 
In Christina's case, she has a lower back issue. Before anyone starts a new training program, a, a topic from lifeguarding, a theme that I use in the book is called surveying the scene. Actually, it was almost the title of this book because I believe each of us is responsible to survey the scene of our lives philosophically, physically, behaviorally, identify what our goals are and where, where we want to go. Then we can draw a better map. Thirdly, proper recovery. So we get her mobile. We get her more solid in her knees and in her lower back posturally. Third, proper recovery. The most common mistake in all athletes, in particular endurance athletes, is overtraining and failure to recover properly. This becomes more important as we age. It's a very interesting uh, kind of equation. Ironically, the older we get, the more time we need to fortify the raw materials and the more time we need to recover, and the less time, unfortunately, we actually do the sport. Now, the good news is we do get to do the sport. We get to do it hopefully for a long, long time and really well. But if you don't take care of those basic materials, manage them, recover properly, so that the next day you can go to live and play and have fun again, then you're really missing something that ultimately will come back at you. In your book, you have exercises and diagrams, which are fantastic. And uh, if you guys see the book, you'll see that, Going the Distance, which I, I really, it's very simple to use, too. This book is very user-friendly, which I, I like. Uh, as we wrap up this segment, why is it that we skip all this stuff? Why is it not talked about more? Why does it seem like the stepchild to the rest of fitness? I think there are two basic reasons. One, because fundamentally, people have approached it in such a boring manner that it's a bore and it's a chore. So, so there's nothing fun about it, right? I'd rather go out and just hop in the pool and swim high-intensity interval laps. I don't necessarily want to do lower back exercises. That doesn't seem fun until you check out my exercises yeah. and see that actually when you string them together, you get kind of a little pump. You feel the connection in your body. It uh, stimulates uh, hormones. It gets you going. And so by the time you get in the water, the workout is actually more fun. And I think secondly, and perhaps more importantly, People, unfortunately, have not been taught to see the connection between fortifying the base and the activities that they love. My good friend in, in uh, basketball fame, Bill Walton, uh, his coach, John Wooden at UCLA, spent an insurmountable amount of time working with his athletes on the most basic things. And in the context of Bill and I's friendship, and, and which is kind of interesting because we both met at a time when we were in pain. Chris, hold on one second. Chris, that's I can't wait to hear what he's gonna, uh, what you're gonna say. So, and I know my listeners can't either. So, everybody, stay tuned. In just minutes, we're right back. Life in the groove. Oh, this is the perfect song, and Chris requested it. Coach Chris, author of Going the Distance, a trainer, a coach, a master's champion, a guy with ripped abs and low body fat. Should show it off more. <laughs> coach Chris, uh, guess, you know, Rocky, I mean, come on. We, uh, we, uh, take good care of our listeners when they ask for song requests. I, he couldn't hear that at that for some reason on that song, but we did play that for you, Coach Chris. And speaking of big timers, we were talking about uh, Bill Walton, your friend. Name drop. Wait, let me pick the name off the ground. Name dropping. Hold on. Wait, let me pick the name up. 
uh, <laughs> finished with what we what were we talking about? Life in the groove, by the way. And what was it with uh, we missed out at the end there? Finish the conversation. Well, well, not exactly name dropping, Tina. Uh, <laughs> Bill's on the front cover of the book if you, if you if you have taken a look. Um, so he's he's a, he's a good buddy and uh, and an inspiration to me. So what we were talking about was why don't people do these simple things and why have they been omitted? And my my reference to Bill and and God rest his soul, Coach Wooden, is that people often don't want to do the little things because they're not sexy. Sometimes they're not taught in a fun way. But just like Coach Wooden with teaching his players how to put their shoes and socks on properly so that they didn't blister, so that they could get the most out of their practices, going the distance takes that approach, except a bit quicker than that. We talk about things that if you do them, will work. They aren't the sexy things, but they yield results. And so I'm in the business of helping people improve their lives, and it takes a little bit of discipline and a little bit of consistency but when you put out the effort, the rewards come back. Rewards being do what you love longer, do what you love better. Excellent. That's what we all want. I think sometimes it's the names and the way things are packaged, and I don't know if you came up with some of your own titles for the moves that we all have done. Not all. Those of us in fitness have done very similar moves, like superheroes and flying superheroes and wonder dogs and life lifts were those your own names that you created to try to help sell this because you talk about making it more fun that's why we don't do our warm-ups and cool downs sure you know the, the life lift which is a lower back stabilizer is actually a romanian deadlift but what 40 year old wants to do a deadlift you know yeah uh, wonder dogs i don't know again 40 year olds might know that cartoon it's a fun thing we're flying around but at the same time we're strengthening our outer hips and posterior shoulders. I think it's really clever, and let's be honest, it, it is important to make something look fun and interesting, and it, you could be the exact same thing you're doing with a different name, and someone might pick it up and do that. So whatever it takes to get everybody doing what they need to be doing, which is what those of us in fitness really want, get going, start moving your body, you know, get healthy. Speaking of which, uh, we had several calls come in right when I started the show. It was very exciting. I think just, you know, the intrigue. And we have another caller, I believe, another listener from Los Angeles. And I think Jay just got her on the line. Cherry, uh, are, <laughs> yeah. Are you there with us? Hi. Oh, good. Taking my call. Yeah. So much uh, Los Angeles is in our market, of course, in the Orange County area. And so I love my local peeps. What exactly is it that you, I know you've been listening. What is it that you want to talk about or what kind of question do you have for Coach Chris? Oh, wow. With all this uh, topic about going the distance, I know this time of the year, many of us, uh, as I speak with my colleagues in Manhattan Beach and you know, even in Newport area, we're talking about how to get these rapid fix or quick fixes for workouts. Just curious what Coach Chris has uh, advice on some things that we could do and with our busy schedule that would give us some results. Okay. Coach Chris, your response? Sure. Sherry, <laughs> thank you for the call, and I appreciate you tuning in. So, the response is not the sexy one that all those people want to hear, but if you do them, then you can expect more sexiness in your life. Ooh, okay, now we're talking. That's the title of one of your books, Chris, How to Get More Sexiness in Your Life. I like that title. I thought I'd get a standard book in first. So, so my company, Monumental Results, monumentalresults.com, is founded on this principle. This is our motto. 
small, consistent change over a significant period of time leads to monumental results. I developed that phrase out of a geology, a geology class I had at SDSU almost 30 years ago. The principles, the natural principles in geology just blew me away. When you talk about rivers and you talk about mountains and canyons and glaciers, if you look at the most successful people in business, the most successful people in their personal lives, and many of the best athletes, and certainly all of the best athletes that go the distance, what you see are strong foundations. So if people are trying to improve their health and their life, they need to know that that's done one step, one day at a time. It's not done by necessarily using kettlebells. It's not done necessarily by a radical new diet, though both of those things might have a place. It's done by having a clear plan from having surveyed the scene, identifying a very clear map that is manageable within the context of your schedule, and then day by day, perhaps, perhaps segment of the day by segment of the day, moving in the direction of your dreams. And I do believe that proper fl uh, flexibility and mobility is a key foundational point. So being able to move properly, doing some pre-practice stretching and some post-practice static stretching is key. Stability exercises. I talk about knees, back, and shoulders. I have boatloads of orthopedic surgeons as clients and friends. And those are the people that most commonly come through their door. Oftentimes they're athletic people. So we shore up those muscle groups and those joint segments that get overworked with most common athletic endeavors. And then we take some time to recover properly. So warming up properly, a very simple but manageable workout, and then taking the time to cool down and recover properly so as to do it again the next day is where people are going to have success. There you and go. One more thing, oh, yeah, go one ahead. One more thing, if I may add, Tina, it's very important. Okay, just a couple seconds. <laughs> just a couple seconds. So success comes from linking success opportunities. One after the other, we build momentum, we build winning, we build better lives that way. There you go. Thank you, Cherry, for calling. Thank you so much, uh, Chris, Coach Chris, Going the Distance. Trends in Foods, next week, Rachel Cosgrove, Drop 2, Dress Sizes. Hi guys, welcome to Life in the Groove. How you doing? Hopefully you're in your groove. If not, we're going to get you there. That's my job. This is Tina Anderson. This is your place for some inspiration, fun, some motivation, some clarity, and practical tips so you can basically rock the free world like you should as you rock stars are. Living in your groove means putting all your pieces together so they fit balanced, emotional, physical, even spiritual well-being so you can live that good life. And we take your calls and check tweets and posts and emails. My blog is TinaAndersonOC.com. All the links are there. Toll free, 855-892-9606. That's 855-892-9606. Or again, TinaAndersonOC.com. And my fun word for the weekend, and this is based on my guest and also something I've talked about many times. It's a word that I like and use with my workouts, metabolic. You can use it any way you want over the weekend and through the week, but find a way to use metabolic. Jay, 
Yes. Yes. Are you uh, Are you getting any metabolic training in? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eating carrots right now. How is your weight loss effort going? And today, again, once again, whenever I say weight loss, people from Life in the Groove, you know I mean fat loss. Remember that always. I use weight loss as a general term. But uh, with my guests, we're going to talk about that in a second. But how's it going? How is your... You're Not bad. Yeah. Second week in the gym so far this year. Okay, and good. Yeah, I was in there yesterday for an hour, so I'll go after the show. Today. Okay, good. Yeah. We'll see the um, girl on the right here on Drop Two Sizes from Rachel Cosgrove. I see. So um, that's motivating, right? Very motivating. So I'll try yeah. to bring in a book with a, maybe a guy. What would motivate you? A guy that's lean or a guy with <laughs> muscles? Big muscles. Really? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what, if I had to bring a book in with a guy on the cover... To motivate you to, you know, basically get trimmer or lean out, build muscle, what would it be, a muscle guy or would it be kind of a leaner guy with just a little bit of, you know, definition? It would be a leaner girl. It would be, okay, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I've got Rachel Cosgrove on the phone with me today, and she is the uh, co-founder and co-owner of Results Fitness, which has been voted one of the best in the nation. That's, that's pretty a big, I mean, there's a lot of fitness facilities. That's a big deal. And she was uh, women's health and, or she's an expert for women's health and ideas, 2012 personal trainer of the year. She recently made the top 100 most influential people in health and fitness uh, via uh, greatest.com, where she's an excellent company with names like Dr. Oz. I think you've heard of him, uh, you know, Arnold and even uh, Jillian from Biggest Loser. And she's known to, quote, meet people where they are. I reviewed her first book, The Female Body Breakthrough, back at the end of August of 2010 for my podcast, Get Fit, Stay Healthy. And I really was drawn to her, uh, and I actually purchased your book, Rachel, from with your husband, which was The um, the New Rules, I think, something with The New Rules of Lifting. I think mm-hmm. that's, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I had, I had already purchased that book, so I, I already was a fan of you guys and your practical approach, your sensibility and understanding actually of really what works for women. Certainly men listening, this will make sense to you as well, and the unique battles, I think, especially that uh, we face as individuals, primarily women. Welcome to the show officially, Rachel, from probably up north, Los Angeles area. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Okay. So let's just tackle uh, this, the book to start with the Drop Two Sizes title, which when I was reviewing and looking at different things, there were a couple comments about the title. When you wrote the title, a proven plan to ditch the scale, get the body you want and wear the clothes you love. That part I totally get. But the Drop Two Sizes, were you at all worried that people would think, oh, it's a gimmick? You know, it's one of those quick weight loss uh, plans, or did they even enter your mind until after people asked you about it? Well, uh, the original title of the book, I mean, it had gone from, uh, original title was to, you know, uh, drop two jeans, rock your jeans was actually the very original title, uh, rock your jeans, and then it went to get off the scale, which I loved because that's what I'm, you know, part of what my mission is, is to help women to, you know, detach themselves from that metal inanimate object that sometimes can ruin our day. And (laughs) yeah, really, um, you know, but then I realized, you know, I, I trust, uh, my publisher Rodale, they work, you know, they've done a lot more research than I have. They, um, you know, they, they do this for a living and, you know, I'm, I'm in the fitness industry, so I'm in my own little world. And so they know our target audience. They know what's going to reach out to the woman who needs this book. And so they're the ones that landed on that, the final title, which was drop two sizes. And, um, you know, I, I don't mind it. I think it's, you know, I think it's a very, um, it hooks those in who need the book, um, people who are wanting to, you know, 
drop two sizes, think that they want to see the scale go down, and are really, um, you know, looking for something to change their life. And so, um, to me, you know, the, the title, as long as it's going to hook in the right people, I'm happy with it. Well, I didn't think that. So just so you know, I was fine with it, but I, I can imagine how that would go the other direction. You are a big proponent of not using the scale. So let's just start with that. That's the big question. Why not use the scale when you are trying to drop and let's just say body fat, which I know you'll explain as well. Why Absolutely. That? Yeah, and that's, you know, um, the biggest, my biggest mission is to, to get more women to not be afraid of strength training. Uh, strength training has been a big priority, a big proponent of all of our programming over the years. We've had our gym open now going on 14 years. And over that time, we've seen women who have changed their bodies, changed their lives, increase their confidence and really, you know, have, like you said, got their groove, right? So yeah. that's what it's all about. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily what size are you or that you need to be a specific size. It's more about finding, you know, where you feel that you're best at. And so what I love about the whole concept of this book and about this challenge, um, really this started off as a challenge at our gym. This is with, you know, real people, real clients with busy lives, uh, not celebrities. We don't work with celebrities. We work with, you know, real people. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they, not that celebrities aren't real people, but... <laughs> Um, you know, our clients are, you know, their their day-to-day lives are usually, you know, taking care of their kids, taking care of their husbands. A lot of them have full-time careers, um, and so they're busy. And so it's finding something that works in the shortest amount of time possible to get them the best results possible. And so we had we started this challenge, which was a 12-week challenge, and the goal was to help our clients to drop two sizes in 12 weeks. And what we noticed was when we did this challenge year after year, our clients were bringing in jeans that were a size or two smaller than they were then, and the goal was for them to, you know, fit into those jeans by the end of the 12 weeks, and we were consistently getting them down two sizes, and pretty, you know, we could guarantee, and it was actually getting to the point where we could guarantee in eight weeks they would get down two sizes following our program, and so the program included strength training, and so what I was noticing was that the scale wasn't really dropping so much because most of these women had yo-yo dieted their whole life. They maybe hadn't done strength training before. And so when they started doing our program, they started to build muscle and lose fat at the same time, which in our industry is supposedly you can't do both of those at the same time. Well, I'm here to tell you that, yes, especially women who have not done strength training before and who have done diets before, which is a good large percentage of women, um, they actually, their body responds by, you know, it's crying out to build muscle because every diet they've done, they've lost muscle. And so when they start a strength training program, their body starts to build that muscle and drop the fat. So their body completely transforms, but the scale doesn't show any of it. And so the scale can be really discouraging. Absolutely. I think as, as a trainer and as someone in your same industry, not at the level you're at, uh, certainly, but I see that all the time. And you know the, the joke, and I'll just share this with our, with our listeners, that the trainer will tell you if you've ever had this said to you, then, um, you know, you know, someone will say, I need to lose five pounds. I have this wedding to go to, you know, and so the, the joke is, okay, well, l- put your arm out. Let me get a saw. I'll cut your arm off. You can lose five pounds, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. the, the analogy is, is, uh, you, no, you don't want to lose five pounds. <laughs> My guy's over there showing yeah, the sawing of an arm. And so it's really not, it's not a legitimate way to approach it if you're really thinking about what you're trying to do to change the composition of your body. You had a remarkable and almost shocking, really, statistic, or I guess a mention in your book about people who actually had put on a couple pounds. And so when we come back, I want to get into a couple of the stories and also ask you about the lazy cheat. And what happens if 
let's say you've already been doing this kind of training. You have fabulous uh, exercises, stuff I do. Let's say someone's kind of done that before. Would this book work for them? Would the plan work if you just haven't been consistent? So we'll tackle those things as we come back with Rachel Cosgrove. Drop two sizes. Life in the Groove continues. Stay with us. Life in the Groove, Tina Anderson, how are you? Norman Brown song. It's a Janet Jackson song, but it's Norman Brown redid it. In case you're wondering, that groovy tune. One of my favorite ones by Norman Brown. Rachel Cosgrove is my guest on the phone, and she is an author. She's a trainer. She's a uh, she's basically a celebrity trainer, even though she probably doesn't maybe doesn't like that title. <laughs> but you are, really. You're in that category. Although you're a very... Um, uh, What's the word I want? Non-celebrity approachable kind of celebrity trainer, if that makes sense. Like you deal with a lot of big time stuff, but you're, you seem to, to, like you said, you work with the everyday person and really understand that it is a different approach than someone who has, who has, uh, the facilities as maybe perhaps a celebrity would. So I appreciate that you stick, you kind of stick with that because you certainly, I'm sure have been approached by others that you probably could have gone that direction. We talk. We were talking about drop two sizes, your book, and the fact that somebody actually gained a few pounds and dropped dress sizes. Yes, uh, that's yeah. That's part of um, you know why I when you start the book or start the challenge uh, to I I have you have make a vow that you're not going to get on the scale because um, the scale is probably not going to drop as much as you know you may want it to. Sometimes it does, but like you said, we've actually had a client who she was a lifetime Weight Watcher. You know, look, watched the scale um, had counted calories her whole life, had done, you know, diet after diet. She also did a lot of uh, running, you know, she'd do a lot of running on the treadmill, but she had never done any strength training. And so when she started our program and started the challenge for 12 weeks and added strength training into her program as a priority and, um, you know, started to fuel her body and um, her body completely transformed. She started to build lean muscle mass, drop body fat, and she actually was wearing two sizes smaller at the end of the challenge. So, and she wasn't a big person to start with, you know, she was, she went from like a size, you know, 10 to a size six, um, you know, so it wasn't like, it, you know, she wasn't, it wasn't a lot that she had to lose. Um, you would see her and you'd, you know, she was a tall woman and you'd probably think, you know, she didn't really have anything to lose, but she actually completely transformed her body. And when we got her on the scale at the end of the 12 weeks, um, we found out that she had actually, well, she actually snuck on the scale and she told me that she had gained <laughs> two pounds in the process. So she was just so surprised because when she got, she thought she was going to get on the scale and see that it had dropped and it had actually gone up two pounds. So, wow. wow. That, that is, I mean, that's a real life case story. And in your book, Drop Two Sizes, you have pictures throughout the book of your clients and what, you know, what their, their beginning picture looked like and their after. And so it's, it's motivating to have that. Now let's take someone, as I mentioned, that sort of does the exercises that you, that you have in the book and has, is into weight training, but hasn't been consistent and let's just say the diet's okay, you know, if they were to try this plan or something similar, what would happen in your opinion? Yeah, 
you know, I think um, I, I like to train my clients like athletes or, you know, like we were talking about celebrities. Celebrities usually have something they're training for, whether it's a movie, a TV show, an appearance. I mean, we just had the Golden Globes the other night. You know, there's always something that they're training for, you know, a red carpet event, something that's specific that they, um, you know, they're training for. And I think that's important in our clients' lives. I think they need goals. They need to have times when they peak, you know, and reach their peak for their events. And so what this is is really, you know, once a year in the fall after the summertime when our clients all come back from, you know, maybe relaxing a little bit on the summertime, they, we, you know, we have this challenge, Drop Two Sizes Challenge, and um, we always have a lot of people join in. And even people who've been on our program for years, maybe they've kind of, you know, not been as consistent. They haven't, you know, been doing everything they should be doing, but they just really need something to motivate them, something to give them that, you know, that kick to really stay motivated and consistent for a period of time and start to get back into their groove of, you know, making sure they have all their habits in place and, um, you know, that's, this, is, this works great for that. Um, so even if you have been following, maybe you've bought one of our books in the past or followed one of our programs in the past, um, this can still be, you know, just committing to the 12 weeks and doing, you know, the program as it's laid out, um, even if you have had previous experience, will still be just as effective. Okay, so same thing with the book that I'm assuming it's, it's about, because you, you're pretty, you're pretty uh, you have a pretty strong message in there that you need to follow this plan, and your plan is broken down into weeks. Let's, let's jump into how your book works and, in general, how you train. And what I found to be also remarkable is there's not that much actual training. I mean, it's not like you're asking someone to get on the weights and in the gym every single day. No, and, um, you know, it's, and even a lot of it you could actually, I did a whole DVD program that goes with the book, um, and that DVD is, can all be done in your home. If you get a pair of dumbbells and get, you know, I try to make this as easy as possible for people to get started, and, you know, I know a lot of people maybe aren't ready to join a gym or they haven't found a gym where they feel comfortable, and, um, you know, so this is really something that they can, you know, get started because it is easy, it is doable, and like you said, it is all laid out for you, so um, the, the plan is, you know, literally day by day exactly what to do, and it's what we've used with our clients over and over again and, you know, really can guarantee that if you follow what's in the book, you're going to drop two sizes in 12 weeks. Right. And I, as I'm looking through the plan, you have, you have the diet set up for them. You have food lists. Then you have, you have grocery lists. You have uh, tips and little things kind of uh, motivational. And then on the actual workout plan, you have like several rest days in there. And I think this is completely opposite from what a lot of people do that aren't losing the body fat is that they're in the gym first an hour in the treadmill then they add 20 minutes I, i'm sure you've seen this they're still not working eat less add more time uh -huh. and they never recover and you actually this this actually looks like in my opinion based on what i'm seeing like hardcore focused um get your you know get your metabolism going workouts get done eat well rest a full day an option of doing something maybe and then do it again rest another day and then make sure that your diet is spot on and everything you're doing has a specific purpose. Does that, am I describing that? Yeah, somewhat? absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people think more is better, but um, better is better, you know? So if your quality <laughs> is dropping because you're adding more and more and more, like you said, maybe you go in and you do an hour of cardio and then you try to do some weight training after you do an hour of cardio, by that point, your body's depleted. You really have nothing left. So there's really, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot done. And so you're better off doing less and doing it with a better quality, you know, and really um, saving up and getting that rest between your workouts so that you, the next time you work out, you can really push yourself and challenge yourself to lift more weight, you know, get and get stronger, get fitter, and really get the results that you're looking for. 
I agree. And another section of the book that I really enjoyed, just one little one little note I found, and it was on page 113, and it was under the lazy cheat. So first, uh, what the lazy cheat is, and then what Valerie Waters said, and I I thought it was great about um, strategy trumps willpower. What's the lazy cheat, and why did you include that that a little quote from her? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a lazy cheat is when you know one of those what, um, usually probably what most people end up using their cheats on or their splurges on. I'm a big, you know, I believe that, you know, you have to have flexibility in your your nutrition plan. You can't be 100% all the time. You need to figure out a plan that you can relax and you can enjoy the things you want to enjoy in life, whether it's pizza night with the family or it's a glass of wine or whatever it is that is your thing that you really enjoy. If I, the minute I tell you, no, you can never have that again, guess what? You know, as soon as you come off your diet, you're going to have it. So this is really about figuring out a plan that you can do for the long term. This is the rest of your life. Um, and so one of those things is to figure out some strategies that are going to work for you. And for a lot of us, you know, you have a busy day, maybe you have a long day at work, you know, maybe, you know, things are happening and you didn't get a chance to really think about, you know, what you're going to have for dinner that night. You get home, you're tired, you're exhausted, and, you know, you open the fridge and it's just like, oh, I just can't be bothered cooking anything. And so you end up, you know, either maybe driving through, ordering something, or maybe you end up sitting down to just a bowl cereal for dinner. Um, you know, it's that that moment that if you had had a strategy in place, if you had had something, maybe an easy dinner to cook, you know, maybe you just grab, um, you know, something really simple that you already had planned, um, you wouldn't have to even have that conversation in your head. So what, you know, what Valerie Waters quote of, you know, strategy trumps willpower at that moment, your willpower is weak because you're tired, you're exhausted and you're hungry. And so, you know, willpower is not even going to play. But if you have a strategy in, already in place, you know, and you already have a plan in place, then it's going to be much easier to, to stick to your commitments. Totally agree. Uh, we're going to come back in about a minute, and I have another um, question. I know we're going to run out of time after that, but I have a, a question about um, about just image and women that I want to get to. Real quickly in the last minute, um, what about using the scale for maintenance? Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay once you understand what that number means and that that number is not necessarily a, the best indicator of your progress. Okay, totally, because I think that I've seen studies that where if you kind of get on there and say, okay, I fluctuate three, maybe four, up to five pounds, but if it stays consistently higher and my clothes are tighter and I don't look, you know, whatever, right. then it can work. But as long as you're not, as I, I used to say a slave to the, to that, and then I started feeling like PC, like, can I say that anymore? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever caught yourself, like, can I, I don't even know if I can say that, but I used to say, don't be a slave to your, you know, it can ruin your day or it can make your day. And I know that we see that all the time. So Rachel and I both agree on this is that you guys, you know, get on the scale and your whole day is ruined and then you eat because you're frustrated right. or you get on the scale and you have this false sense of support for whatever you're doing, which may not be working. So when we come back, I want to ask you about the situation with my friend um, who's gained some weight. Her husband thinks she looks sexier. And we're going to talk about how we deal with that. Life in the Group continues in just moments. Hi, guys. Tina Anderson, Life in the Groove, here with Rachel Cosgrove, who wrote Drop Two Sizes, a proven plan to ditch the scale, get the body you want, and wear the clothes you love. Because there should be no more walking into your closet and having sections of fat clothes, skinny clothes, in-between clothes, and then uh, you know, starting a, a cry fest because you have to go to the fat clothes. And I will say, Rachel, that I have lived that before. So I am a true testament of what that feels like to get stuck in your closet with your fat clothes in tears. And uh, 
it is awful because I was bulimic for years and had huge body distortion issues, you know, and this is what I want to bring up right now. By the way, uh, toll-free, 855-892-9606, TinaAndersonOC.com. Uh, and, Rachel, how do we find you? So you can go to rachelcosgrove.com and join my newsletter, or you can also find me on Facebook or Twitter. And then if you did want to pick up the book and DVD, go to drop2sizesdvd.com. There you go. My, uh, a friend of mine who's a trainer has this be- beautiful wife, new wife, and she's always been a little bit too skinny. So after they got married, she gained about 10 pounds and mainly in her butt and boobs, according to my friend. And he says, it's like so sexy. I love her. She's going crazy because all she sees are um, a big, she sees a bigger butt and even the boobs bug, bug her. What can we say to women? I mean, what, why is it that she has to be bone thin? Because his, his comment, which I love, is most guys would rather see a woman 10 pounds overweight instead of 10 pounds underweight, meaning too skinny. How do you address this? Because you deal with women a lot, and the emotional side of this prevents a lot of them from losing weight and accepting where they are, loving their bodies, feeling that sexy part of them. What can you say if someone's listening and they're dealing with that? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question, and it sounds like, you know, he, she has a fantastic husband who loves her for who she is, and, um, you know, it's, I think there's been research done on this where men actually do find women more attractive that are carrying a little more body fat or a little more curves and that look more feminine, and that that's, you know, that's actually a good thing, and so I think it's finding that balance. You know, um, I, like you, I've been up and down. I've been down to, you know, compete in figure shows and been extremely lean and, you know, then back up at the other end of it. And it, it's finding that happy balance, you know, that balance of being able to enjoy life, being able to, um, you know, enjoy a splurge guilt-free, not have to always be, you know, counting everything, every morsel you're putting in your mouth. Um, and at the same time, finding um, finding exercise and finding, you know, what type of uh, movement makes you feel good. And so, you know, for me and for my clients, you know, as they get hooked on strength training and they start to put their focus more on, you know, how much weight can I lift? How much, you know, can I do push-ups? Can I, you know, do a chin-up? More performance goals and really starting to see what is their body capable of, then it's not so much about what they look like or, um, you know, a a number on the scale or anything like that. Um, I think, you know, genetically, everybody's got a different body, a different build, and, um, you know, it's really about making the best out of what you have and finding that happy balance of where you feel, you know, the best and can perform the best. What about your indulgence? What do you do? What do you, what, as far as food? Like if you're, if Rachel Cosgrove says, I really just, I appreciate what I've been doing. I've been working my ass off. Now I'm going to have something I really enjoy. (laughs) What is that for you? Um, for me, I mean, yeah, definitely. I love food. I, you know, that's part of part of why we work out, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, food is, um, you know, definitely. So I always say to my clients, make sure that your splurges are about an experience. It's not just about the food. It's about the people you're with. It's about whether, you know, you enjoy being at the movies, eating popcorn. For me personally, um, I love wine, so I love enjoying a glass yeah, of wine. Look, we're all doing um, thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite, is, especially during, like, the summertime, is uh, chips and guacamole. I'm a huge avocado guacamole, so it Mexican food, chips and guacamole. Um, I could I could never go to a Mexican restaurant and say, you know, no, thank you. I'm not having any chips and guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's it. That's it. It's uh, great to hear that from someone such as yourself, and uh, and that's what I think is is appealing about your style is that you are kind of the everyday person that gets it. Uh, the book again, drop two sizes. Rachel Cosgrove is the author of this book. And as we wrap this up, I asked you um, when before we were actually live, 
but do you get to pick your model on the front and the models inside? I know you have life, real life uh, stories in there, but how does that work with the book? I'm just curious. Yeah, the actual model um, is she's actually chosen by Women's Health um, because it's a Women's Health book and it was published by Rodale. They have a specific target audience and a specific lineup of models that they like to use that are approved by them. So they chose, they have, you know, certain models that they choose from. So they did send me um, three or four to choose from. Of course, you know, I tried to pick the one with um, the most muscles and look the strongest. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, um, some muscles and, in know, there. Yeah. They all, you know, they were all, you know, I'd say, you know, young, they're all, it's a younger target audience right, than right. who I generally work with, but um, you know, it's, they're definitely, you know, you're kind of boxed into choosing somebody that's in their category. Well, I think you picked a, I think I, at first I was like, no, that's not Rachel. Cause I've seen you before, but she's cute and approachable and she's not, she's not just, so you guys know, she's not super, super skinny. She has a little bit of muscle, um, but she, she looks fun. So, um, I think you did a good job on yeah, that. She All right. was a lot of fun and she did great on the shoot. I worked that girl. Uh, I bet you did. <laughs> I did. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back with weight loss companies charged with deception in the news as life in the groove continues. This song gets really cool, Jay, um, because it's not it's, cool right now. Well, no, but I mean it's cool because Snoop Dogg comes well, yeah, in, of course. and you know Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg, and he's Snoop Dogg. I he's, mean, he's the king of cool. Yeah, and he comes with that. Hey, that I can't do it. Maybe, can you do a Snoop hey, Dogg? Hey. Yeah, no, that was that wasn't Snoop Dogg, but you know, there he is. He hear him? Turn it up. Turn it up. It's getting heavy. Yeah, West Coast. It's a Katy Perry mix. It's really cool. Uh, Life in the Groove, uh, wrapping up today. I can't believe our time's almost over. And what a way to wrap it up, but to have a picture of an ice cream sandwich in front of me. This is Tina Anderson. I bet you don't have an ice cream sandwich. Wait a second. Do you? What are you eating right now? What are you thinking about eating? I Maybe mean, I shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> Toll free, 855-892-9606. Tweet me, Tina Anderson OC. Dot com is my blog, and I've got all kinds of stuff there. And I just redid my blog. It's very cool. So it, uh, it has got sections now, and so I can blog on health and fitness. I can blog on comedy, which I love, and I can feature the radio stuff too, So and then just my stuff. I am looking at an ice cream sandwich because Brian passed along the site to me. I don't know what he was doing. Were you looking up food trends or f- good foods to eat, Brian, or what were you doing that you found this? I wanted to know what the... Uh culinary treats we're going to be this year i love culinary see that sounds a little more uh distinguished Fancy. and sophisticated epicurean yes it does Ooh, good one and were, were you surprised i was surprised on a couple of these for sure i was some of them feel like they're already trending or have been exactly in some of the, like a seattle type of city but um some of them are like the ice cream sandwich trend i think is a new one for me right so i'm looking at this site and we're talking about food trends and see if you agree with this or perhaps not but one of the first ones is the ice cream sandwich trend so what they're talking about is more creative ice cream sandwiches. If you guys could have an ice cream sandwich, what would you put in yours? Basic ice cream and cake or something? I mean, 
how it doesn't have to get that complicated right i mean so what's the what's the appeal of an ice cream sandwich versus a bowl of ice cream with brownies i guess just the look of it is my thought though when you get an ice cream sandwich that's really creative it, it's very appetizing it's very appealing it's uh, you know makes right you and that you have to kind of get all the crummy nastiness off your fingers when you're done eating <laughs> i think sandwich. that's it too <laughs> yeah i think it's a textural thing too Ice yeah. creamed, and then if they use a cookie or a cake type st- substance or a brownie, I mean it, it's kind of a nice, um, like the textural stuff. I guess I think so too. Um, In this, they mention that biscuits, unusual food combinations like the ramen burger and dessert pizza, are also on the rise. Yeah, I'll have some dessert pizza. You know, you could make pizza with dessert, I guess. And my friend makes cauliflower pizza. The crust is cauliflower. And I remember <laughs> way back in the day when we, they used to, um, like, if you read so many books, they take you out to a pizza joint when I was in school. Yes. And they had the pizza buffet thing for lunch. And one of the, the they had the dessert pizza. It was like blueberry pie type pizza. It was yeah. gross. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't we, don't want, we don't want but, gross pizza. You know, that was a really kind of cheap yeah. restaurant chain. So, yeah. you know. I'm so sure. who knows what they were doing. Yeah. We don't, you know, we don't, our people don't go to cheap restaurant chains. Of course so not. Never going to come across that infused ice cube trend i've seen this already happening you put herbs and other ingredients in uh, your ice cubes for cocktails or for even to i was going to suck on them but that sounds kind of <laughs> nasty <laughs> i mean just the way i said that suck on your ice cubes whatever but yes you can put uh you can put interesting things and if you look at this picture they looks like they've got way maybe a bay leaf or basil in there and, and herbal infusions make sense i like the idea of um, capturing smokiness in an ice cube yes that could work for some drinks too they talk about that as far as your cocktails the indie woman trend i love this and brian you had mentioned this why don't you why don't you read part of that for my listeners it's I, talk I was about surprised school. at how big the market was but basically they're defining an indie woman as uh there's 30 million million women of them, aged 27 and over, who live alone, have no children, or focused on building their careers. They spend more than $50 billion a year just on food and beverage. Yeah. Huge market. Huge, huge, huge. And so they have a picture here of, it looks like an Asian-infused meal with snap peas and maybe chicken. Right. So I think the purpose is convenience. So like semi-homemade meals, healthy frozen meals, things that you can do quickly while you're juggling working going to the gym <laughs> while you're being indie. socializing <laughs> <That's> <laughs> while you're being while indie you watch your and cool. indie film. <laughs> yeah why, yeah with no kids and right. you know whatever worrying you about the your little affair whatever exactly <laughs> uh on this list also they have the supermarket um the supermarket guru talks about the drive-through grocery store I want of that course one. i want that one i mean i was waiting we because i thought starbucks was crazy and then there's lines of people at starbucks and now we have a drive-through grocery store i'm i mean you know, you're not going to have to ever get out of your car for anything at all. It's it kind of it surprises me, but um, it shouldn't. I also like this trend, tasting menus and food halls, that it's kind of um, that luxury is part of this and that you'll see restaurants offering tasting menus. But get ready to dish out one thousand dollars for two <laughs> at upscale Ooh. food halls. I'll just have a taste for a thousand dollars, please. I don't know about that. I one. like the whole thing for a thousand, not just a taste. Yes. We'll take the restaurant uh, menu. Chicken specialties, I think that's already happening. Um, and as we start to wrap up, how do you say kochujang? Kochujang is nine. It's the sirachi, alulele, and kimichi have gone mainstream. The, uh, <laughs> it's the sirachi and aolala. <laughs> well, it's an Asian flavor and... Um, a Korean oh, condiment. aioli and a kimchi. Okay. There you go. That's trending. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys, if you've ever had that, Midwestern food movement. Thank you, because I'm from South Dakota. 
And my husband's from Iowa, so I like that uh, food trends in the Midwest, Midwestern sort of style. Simple, hearty cooking of root vegetable steak and other local root, wheat. Root vegetables are definitely a popular trend. Yes. Kind of the parsnips and that kind of thing. Very much so. They have a new trend here called low tea, and I'll let you guys check that out. You can look that up on your own. Replacing water. Sounds like a wrapper. I know. It does. In cooking. I thought and low tea was what we men have now. Aha. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Exotic <laughs> meats. Um, no more bacon and chocolate. I already tried that once, and there's a couple others. You guys can check it out. Natural ingredients, of course. All right, guys. Um, that wraps it up today. I can't believe it. We are done with Life in the Groove just for this weekend. Don't forget to get a hold of me at Tina Anderson OC. And until we talk again, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, find something to laugh about every day. Like this is, this is a good song. And manage your stress before it manages you. Yeah. Wait. Let's go. Okay. This is Tina Anderson reminding you to live your life in the groove. Catch you next weekend. So hard living with the things you do to me. Oh, why things are getting so strange?